Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. <clears throat> open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it. Ah, yeah, you are invited. Ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in, in quarantine, quarantine, we talk to good friends and great comics about love, romance, and, and everything, everything in between. between. <laughs> Again, we're, uh, uh, we're, we're sponsoring a contest. <laughs> we will send you a t-shirt if you can write a better... Uh, intro for what this show is while we are stuck in our yeah, apartment. Yeah, what's the quar? What's the tagline for quar episodes? <laughs> if you have any ideas, you know, as always, hit us up on the socials. Um, oh, we have a fun show today. Oh, it was this a is really good conversation. Old friend, someone who we are. Uh, super into not just as a person but as a, a creative person yes as an artiste if you will and i will <laughs> um you've already heard her wonderful voice today we are talking to sunita mani sunita is an actor and comedian you've seen on shows like mr robot glow at home with amy sedaris and the new movie save yourselves which drops october 2nd she's also a member of the comedy dance group cocoon central dance team and 
overall, she a goddamn delight. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, I've always been, uh, I've always admired Sunita just uh, for her kind of free spirit. Does that make sense? <laughs> She is just like so funny and open and you know we talk about it in the episode about how she and I like for people who didn't see each other very often it's like we we were like find each other at a party and get into it. Yeah. And it was like and I love that. I love people. I love friendships that form that way. I love when you're just like oh my like it's like we we do we want to spend time together. We understand we're both busy people. We will make it work wherever we are together. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Um but- how are you feeling before we uh, before we get into the episode? Because we record these intros, these intros, you're hearing them pretty much recorded close to when uh, the episode's released, whereas we record the episodes, you know, a week or two in advance. You know, Mabel just had surgery. She had a mammary tumor removed. Uh, She just had the staples out. She just had x-rays done. They don't think that there is uh, cancer anywhere else in her body, so fingers crossed. Yep, yep. Um, Uh, But I'm stressed out. I'm stressed the F out, Naomi. Hell yeah, I'm stressed the F out. I got so much, I got more cortisol in my system than (laughs) I got blood. I know. It's like to be in a, such a constant state of stress, you know, if the cocoa doesn't get us, that's going to get it. You know what I mean? Like stress is not good for the body. It could be why my belly has grown twice as big. <laughs> Apparently cortisol is imp- is involved in that. Okay. So I'm going to blame the cortisol. But you know what stress is good for the body? Stress Factory, the stand-up club in New Jersey, <laughs> will be appearing five shows this weekend. Oh, my God. No, we're um, not. We're not. We are not performing. I'm okay. We're not performing live before there's a vaccine. So, yeah, I'm okay. Andy's okay. Yeah, we're doing okay. We're doing all right. Okay. We're doing all right. Yeah. We're doing okay. Thanks for checking yeah. in. Yeah, I just want to. Because on these. Oh, Mabel. Mabel's got something to say. On these episodes, we never. I, you know, now that we're doing these kind of. Uh, these advice episodes, we yeah. never get to commune with the audience like I know, this. No, we're not communing the way we. On the, you know where we get to commune with people? On the Twitch show. That's true. Every Wednesday at 2 p.m. PST, it's me. It's Andy. It's the Couples Therapy Quarantine crew. Sometimes special comedian guests. That's an hour, okay? We're calling it group, okay? <laughs> People in the in in the chat are like, it's time for group. So come in if you need a moment, honey. If you need a if you need an hour of silliness and goofiness, Andy does bits almost every episode. Yes. Today, uh, today, last week I did one called Pitch Please. Pitch Please. Pitch Please. As you can imagine, he pitched just some real wild ideas yeah but uh here's the thing if you don't know what twitch is you don't need to it's just it's basically like youtube right you just go to the you you just go to it you don't even need to download anything it's free so just go to twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod 2 p.m pst every wednesday we're there hanging out having fun yeah de-stressing i'm trying to de-stress but then i'd be sweating y'all so if you want to (laughs) come watch the twitch show just know that i'd be sweating under the ring light and then i'm like ooh, i'm a monster do you know another place we get to commune with uh uh the audience a little better on our Patreon. If you want to support the show, yeah, the uh, we have a Patreon. It's only $5 a month. You get two extra episodes. You get a lot of bonus material. And we get in deep, honey. Yeah. We get into it. If you like to get into it. Oh, yeah. We get in super deep. Like uh, <laughs> when we talked about Bill and Ted's. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll recap movies like Leprechaun in the Hood and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> we'll really take you on a journey. Yeah. But uh, it's a great way to support the show. It really helps. Uh, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Uh, also, one other way is uh, T-shirts. We have T-shirts for sale, like the aforementioned ones. Exactly. We've got two dope tops, all right? <laughs> One couple's therapy logo. The other got to miss a bitch. So if you want the world to know where you stand, comedically, romantically, 
you could pick up one of those shirts. Yeah, CouplesTherapy.MerchNow.com. And finally, you know, the world's falling apart. Uh, and if you can't, if you don't have any disposable income, you know, a great way to support the show is to go on Apple Podcasts and rate five stars. Five stars. Five stars. All right. Give a review. Something nice. Something nice. Okay. I don't actually want to be getting difficult feedback. Uh, you don't. <laughs> Mostly they say, like, Andy's okay. I'm like, I don't need to see that. I know. I'm like, it's, yeah, we <laughs> we know the weird white doesn't appeal to everyone. All right. <laughs> I, I get it. I don't need to see it in print. <laughs> Uh, but also, okay, so this episode, you know, as we've been doing them in quarantine, an advice episode. If you would like to ask your own advice question, we take your DMs on all the social medias. But also, we love to hear your voice. Please we love- call in Ooh. and leave a voicemail, 323-524-7839. I think that's it now. Honey, that's it. We got to get to Sunita. All right, let's do it. Roll it. Remember that time, like, years ago I wrote you where I was like, Sunito, what acting teacher would you recommend? And you were like, and I loved it. You were like, I've never taken an acting class. And I was like, okay, but bitch, okay, bitch, book it, book it, natural talent. It's my huge, like, it's it's not a secret. I, I think everyone knows that. I don't know. I say it all the time. But it's like, it's starting to feel like a big I don't know, a big deal. Like, I'm going to need one. People are going to find out. I'm going to need an acting teacher. So let me know when you find (laughs) your person. I will also sign up. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll teach you all the secrets of the craft. It's a little bit... I, I, it's a little method. Yep. It's a little mm-hmm. bit Uga Uda Hagen. Uga Uga. Yeah. It's a little bit Uga Uga, which is uh, a really caveman yeah. type kind of like you really get back to your primal wizard thing. brain. Primal. Yeah, get yeah. primal, get like just real yeah. natural. Keep it simple, really. Yeah, yeah. It's stripped down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stripped down. Um, no rules. This is like it, it's it's like a pre me too, but sort of like post. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah, just yeah. trust in mm-hmm. this space, but like uh, we're gonna we're gonna get stripped down. Yeah, is there you never th- know. Is there a third, a uh, little bit Alvin Ailey? I can't think of any <laughs> dancing, but yes, but yes. But hello, this, we're talking work. to Sunia. We are. Dance. What if? Hello. What if we're like my leg just like popped up in the Zoom? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Straight I cannot up. wait to get a screen grab of that. <laughs> uh, wait, before we started, there uh, 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 innocence came up. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's true. And you said, you, you were like, wait, we got to record so we can talk about innocence. Well, you yeah. know, Sunita, famously a member you know of me? Cocoon Central dance team, um, wow. where it's to true. me, you guys really embody a, a whimsy, a mm-hmm. manic pixie energy, you know? <laughs> and I was just, and I, you know, when you said, like, you were talking about color therapy right now, you're giving us a summer orange right. coral. Before we Peachy started. Sherbert. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Sherbert. Sunita, and Andy. Yeah, Sunita is. We have a <laughs> Sherbert palette. I've learned. I learned about creating color palettes because I I do the uh, the couples therapy uh, weekly Twitch ads, and I yes. do the colors mm. of the text. Is a I, I have a new color palette for every. Yes, week. yes I okay. have noticed that. So you're yeah, you're photoshopping. You're bringing us palettes. I'm learning. I'm learning about palettes, complementary colors, and all that kind of stuff. And we do have to mark the time in some <laughs> way. <laughs> Well, I'll this tell is you a what. good way. Yes. I'll tell you what. Out here <laughs> in Los Angeles, there's no other way to mark the time <laughs> than through like menial tasks like that because the everything, especially in quarantine, everything is the same. Everything. Yeah. I've said this before. It is uh, swimming in a sea of lukewarm tapioca pudding. Wow. There is Ugh. no land 
in sight. We are swimming, swimming, swimming. (laughs) And 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 right now, Sunita, we are swimming in the image you are giving us. You have a a a light pink button up top. The the wall color is a peach ish. You have a cup that is even a complimentary color. You are giving us your palette. (laughs) That's good. I like the idea of putting music under an Andy monologue. That's like creating a that's making it art. And what's what we all must do in quarantine? We must choose palettes for ourselves. You haven't I asked Sunita a question and you talk about palette. (laughs) Yeah, wait. Naomi, I am speaking to the listener. I am drawing the listener in. The listener this is an audio medium. The listener is already but drawn in. Were you going somewhere with the palette theory? Or were you just, you were telling us that you're also experiencing this like color I, energy happening yes, now. Yes, okay. it's all about color energy. That's the, that's the, new, that's the new thing. We're, we're well, off of, uh, it's no longer about uh, uh, Capricorn. What are those things? Your horoscope. Your, astrology. Your sign, yeah. Astrology. It is about your, color. Yeah. yeah. That's it. We're, we're taking it. We're taking astrology back. <laughs> Sudnita, would yes, you consider ma'am. yourself an innocent person? In you terms know, of your POV. You know what I mean? Like, sure, you've committed crimes. I don't care. But I mean more of like your POV. Actually, have you committed crimes? <laughs> I haven't. None okay. that are like worthy of. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very Scientology real, of us to ask talk. someone. Yes. Well, I think I just quickened. I remember us talking before. I think you were you grew up as a good kid, like I was. A good kid. <laughs> I grew up as I I didn't. I was kind of like a punky, mean, mean spirited, even bully. It's weird because no. I I went through that phase, and I think I you know when the. Um, Oppressed becomes the oppressor. (laughs) I just, I, I, I sort of thought of it as like a survival thing at a certain point in my like, uh, maybe fourth, fifth, sixth grade, like middle school years, elementary to middle school. And I, I feel like I do have a bit of an innocent POV. I do have like a, a trusting, optimistic lens generally, but Mm -hmm. I feel a lot of guilt it's it's weird like I I definitely have a I don't know where this like shame and guilt comes from (laughs) exactly it comes from a lot of places I think Andy loves shame and guilt get into it those are my primary emotions (laughs) shame and guilt (laughs) it's it must be something uh, connected to like innocence or perfection or like obsession about like the best person I could possibly be or something like that and feeling like I'm not cutting it sometimes but, but the the bully period and my beef period <laughs> were like i think markers in time uh, your beef that are different wait wait i gotta okay there's there's a lot here but i got a lot to unpack yeah, yeah can we go lot. back to the why why were you a bully yeah let's talk about this now famously sunita from tennessee Famously. Um, so I'm just setting the scene for everybody. Tennessee, 1999, because you are 20. And so yes. like, what was going on? There, it was a small town in Tennessee. It was a very rural setting. And we were like the only Indian family. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like a lot of, um, a lot of black people, a lot of white people, but not a lot of like, 
I guess other anything else. In, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like Chinese immigrants. I mean that we there was the one, um, the one joint, the one restaurant in town, and like my family became friends with like the owners of the Chinese <laughs> restaurants because they like understood we were vegetarian. That's why uh-huh. I brought up my beef period. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Your time where you're having beef. Yeah, <laughs> my beef time. But I think I I was such a class clown and was. A kind of a, a smart ass and I, I, I was quick I was mm-hmm. like smart I had good grades without really trying that I I took my my funny I took my my joker <laughs> persona to like a, a mean place sometimes because I you know was overcompensating were you popular <laughs> like did you like have a click like what was the energy then like I was I think I was popular I wanted to be everyone's friend but contradictory to a bully yeah, yeah i guess like all. i uh-huh. i guess no one's safe but i was like um, i was on the sports team i was i was like very into basketball and soccer and the all the clubs student council and what other clubs are there i just signed <laughs> up to like be with friends i liked being social because i had my like defense mechanisms i like figured it out if i could be like funny and that also meant like taking the joke too, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, d- d- get jumping into a trash can for fun. <laughs> like it's not it's not elevating, but it, but then you know, it would uh, it had its rewards. That is there was the, a lot of yeah. That's the weirdest combination. So you were like popular. I know. You yeah. were popular, but also you then did like the goofy stuff that the person that like i did in the middle <laughs> swimming yeah. in the middle of the popular spectrum uh like i wouldn't yeah. jump into a trash can but i would goof around like that in, a, in yeah. a no shame way like a very much i'm gonna sublimate my ego and not even try looking cool like that kind of goof that's what i mean like goofing like you can be silly but then there's that way where you're like i'll embarrass myself for the laugh it's uh, a very different kind of thing you know what i didn't even i wouldn't embarrass mm-hmm. myself for right the laugh. it had to be a highbrow laugh it had to be a highbrow laugh. I was. <laughs> I was. I don't know. I wasn't smart enough in that way. <laughs> no, like, I, I know just, what you mean, though. Yeah, it's, no, I, it is a it is a contradictory of things. I, I a contradiction of things. I, it's hard to. I don't know. I wish I like kept uh, better journals for myself. I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. I'll rewrite it now. I'll rewrite yeah. my history now. You should. You but should. It, it is a weird combination of like. Like I had a, I was confident as like an athlete and in in my performance and in my like studies or whatever, like I was able to be good, a good student, but I really undercut that and I really undermined it because I couldn't like handle, I don't know, maybe I wasn't supposed to be that good. I don't know. My model minority complex, like uh, I I undercut it myself by being like, but she's bad and she's mean. (laughs) She jumps in trash cans. Yeah. (laughs) She's She's the Oscar of our school. (laughs) (laughs) Like you have, do you have one sister or two? I have two older sisters. Two older, right. And I know one of them from what I remember is like, she's like, she's like the put together one, the kind of like, Type A personality, maybe lawyer. Am I making that up? Perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah. She oh, is... we met her. 
Oh, Did you yes, at the, yes, at the, at the engagement party? Yes, 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 yes. That's in her beautiful family. Yes, yeah. and a little baby. And yes, I remember sitting at the table so with the cute. baby because if there's a party, I'm going to avoid <laughs> anyone <laughs> new. Yes, that's, to the baby. yes, that's where we are. <laughs> We're like, oh, you're not asking anything of us, baby. Correct. You, but, yes. but also them as parents with the baby, like they also were going to be sedentary. You know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah, yes. this group that like isn't trying to do too much. Let's all <laughs> relax. That makes me so happy. Like what lovely company they had oh. if you guys were sitting with them. And I will say, Naomi, I feel like in the beginnings of my relationship with my husband yes. now, Kenny, yes. we would, I would like run into you and we would just sit in a corner and yes. be like, okay, what is love? That is what I like right in a social setting. Finding it, a person, getting into love. Yes, it means, it meant so much to me. And that like really transferred to Kenny. Like, I think oh it's God, it's an interesting because we're um, like we're we've known each other for a long time, but like to have these deep conversations. And then mm-hmm. so Kenny just thinks like we're each only each other's friends. Like we don't have other <laughs> friends. Like you're my only friend. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to bring up. You know, we're going to answer relationship questions. So I, we always like to give I'm the sweating. listener, you know, like your backstory, where you're coming from. And I was going to say, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, famously, I was going to say famously, you and I, you yes. are now married to a man. Yeah. And it took you a sec- I call him, he looks like Dominic West to me. And it always takes you like, a, it took you a little it bit of time little in bit. the beginning of your love to be like, this is the one. But you're famously yeah. now wed. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that journey? Of getting there, because like again, because like I remember when you were yeah. like, yeah, we're moving in together. <laughs> no, no, you, sorry. The ju- the way that you made it sad was like it was like the uh, like a rom com, like yeah. a uh, like a like a Cosmo type thing, like how to get across the finish line. Hey, ladies, <laughs> how do you get across that finish line? By the way, I don't know why I sound. Yeah, like I don't a, know why Cosmo is like a sports caster. Exactly. Like a drive <laughs> like time a... DJ. Hey, ladies, honk, honk. (laughs) How to get across that wedding finish line. Well, we can always always cut this if you don't want me to say it, but do you remember when you were like, I didn't think I would would have a white lover? Yes, I do. I was going to bring it up, I guess, if you... perfect. So now let's go. I don't know. Let's go. (laughs) Because you are one of the few people that I've ever really had, like, a deep conversation with with uh about that specifically i think because i i mean i don't like talk to my sisters in that way so much i'm like my friends are my family in in certain respects and certain communication communicative respects but yeah it really in the beginning of i guess my wedding journey (laughs) my marriage story i was so ready to like just be on a sex parade and just be like, okay, I was in a long-term relationship. I'm ready to like, I think just have like a thicker skin. I'm so fragile (laughs) and like (laughs) dating is so scary. It was also scary to me and so Mm. like uh, not my style. And I feel like I've only been with people that are like my closest friends or like friends of friends. (laughs) It's like very inside and incestual. Um, so that I was coming out of like, I need to, I need to get out of that. Um, so meeting a stranger who was <laughs> so seemingly like too good to be true in certain ways, like in terms of just taste and, and, and we were on the same page and it was so 
easy conversation. He's so handsome. I was like, when, and I, I didn't think I was going to get murdered. It wasn't like <laughs> creepy. It was like, whoa, this is too real, too fast. So w- that's why I feel like we were getting into it um, so early on, you and I, because mm-hmm. it was like very real, very fast. And I was like, I just had this other idea of my, my life that was like supposed to happen <laughs> and it, it got like he we found each other before this like other weird rom-com played out in my head of like uh sleeping with a bunch of people or like maybe maybe like finding an indian dude i don't, I don't know that's like a, a, that's real <laughs> but it's i mean it's not anymore it's all yeah, very yeah, yeah. like yeah. wait how long you had life. been you this said you had been, been in a long-term relationship and then you got Before, out of it. Yeah. How yeah. long was that? It was like it was on and off for about six years. It was Ooh. very oh. like destructive, yeah. like keep breaking up, getting back together kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and so I see. So after like that kind of like that pattern of, uh, and it, I assume it was very. There was just a lot of uh, emotional, explosive emotions involved <laughs> in in that kind of like back and forth. Yes, no. Yes, except <laughs> we were we were like internalizing all of it so we would just like not talk (laughs) about it but like be in the same room being like like fuming and Mm -hmm. just it was we didn't have we couldn't get our communication style like uh, functional so it was (laughs) we we knew what the other person was thinking so deeply and so well that we were just having the conversation for them in our own heads or like in our own rationale and it was like it was weird, like commiserating, you know, of like, this isn't working. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> you get it, right? You get how this is terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. This is like, we were like friends in, we were like commiserating together in this, oh in, a, in like a, a long breakup over years. But like there you were, were watching parts, for real. Like you were watching a car crash from, uh, you were watching it from a distance, but it was your own car. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's a beautiful metaphor. I don't know what what that is. It's That's poetry. not a metaphor. It's poetry. It is poetry. It's poetry. So, and then after that, you thought, "All right, I'm gonna go on a sexual rumspringa. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna." Uh, she had uh, goals. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't. Also, that's so outside of my pattern. <laughs> right, right. It's really, that's a big deal. I was like making out with a, a bunch of people, but I was like not actually in like getting into these encounters of like hooking up sexually. It was like, I, I don't know, only like once or <laughs> twice <laughs> where, where did that happen? And, and it was like an okay experience. It, it was... I was actually so glad to have uh, a bad experience, I think. <laughs> I mean, looking back on it, it's like, yeah, that's not good. I didn't <laughs> want that. That's not what I wanted. Okay, yep. I yep. learned. I learned from that. What was I, why would I want to, like, grow a skin or grow into a skin that, like, handles that more and more and is like expected to communicate or behave in a certain way because that's like what it is i don't know you mean you were trying to be a samantha do you know what i mean like that kind of archetype where you were like you wanted to be someone you're a charlotte trying to be a samantha there it is there it is 
exactly. And, and then you came Thank back. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> you came back and you're like, oh, I am a Charlotte. Right. You, but right. you needed yeah. the Samantha experience to realize you were a Charlotte. This is, yeah. This should be like a, a virtual, um, like a VI. What is it? Not VR? VI. Like VR. Reality? Oh, my it's God. Right. It should it's be right. like a VR game. Or for my bros out there, you were an E trying to be a Vince. <laughs> you love bringing up Entourage. You love it. Um, well, now, so here's the thing with your, so like with your lover, so obviously you were like, you thought you were going to have this rum springer, but then yeah. instead you met a person and was like, we should be in a relationship. And then I remember too, like at one point when you were like, we're moving in together, I guess. Yeah. Like it feels like, so, you know, is he older at all? A like, few years. Just, okay, but nothing big, right? Because it, it definitely felt None like gap. you were serious, but almost couldn't believe you were being serious, if that makes any sense. Like, with every step uh, you took, you were like, this is happening? Yeah, absolutely. It was like, a, I, I think it was so in my gut, like, this is, this is okay, this is safe, this is easy, this is good, this is actually what you want, but my brain and sort of like, I guess this expectation and idea of my self, this like new path that I thought I was going to take. It's, I was holding on to that, um, stubbornly, very stubbornly. Um, so it was like, I, I wasn't, I don't think I wasn't like lying to him or anything. Yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. he was very aware that I was kind of coming from this place and also very serious about like my feelings for him. I wouldn't just, uh, we wouldn't just move in together. Um, that was, that was almost scarier than, or like a bigger step than getting engaged. It was like a, um, a very real definition of our relationship. But I, I, uh, I'm just so glad that like we, we stuck with it. I I really am. I mean, the patience, (laughs) I feel like he had to be really patient with me. (laughs) Oh, he had to be patient with you, not you with the with uh with the relationship why why did he have to be why did he have to be patient with you because her butthole was tight she was too nervous yeah and i was still like you know i think he was hesitant like he had he was in it or sooner than i was and i was a little like afraid of that kind of confidence and like transparency which is great i loved it um he also had been in a I was afraid of it, but also I, I was like, okay, good. I, I can like, you're a solid person. I can tell you like everything and give you like everything. You're going to bounce. It's going to like bounce off of you. Well, we're, <laughs> we're, um, He's not going to internalize the way the yeah. previous lover. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think he was like, still thinking at some point that I was like, it was a big deal to him that we were ex- exclusive. Cause I think he was where I was coming from. He was like imagining we were, you know, maybe that I was seeing other people at the same time, but I definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> that you were out, you were out every night smooching. At yeah. The- for like the first six months or so. Yeah. <laughs> it was like news to him that I also was not like seeing people at all. So you said, though, when you were like, you thought you would be with an Indian guy, what was, why was that? Only because you said, you know, growing up at least, you know, until high school, you were the one Indian family, you know? Yeah. So was that almost that feeling of, okay, now I really want to dive in and be be in the culture? 
not that you weren't in the culture, but do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm asking? Kind of what made yeah. you want that? Yeah, again, I think it's like an idea of oneself or myself with like a comfortable partner, mm-hmm. like a, a confidence, like not having to explain mm-hmm. um, just how we fit into the world here. And it, <laughs> it was like, I, I, I think, I don't, I think it was just like a passing thing because I had, you know, all my options were abound <laughs> after my, um, my big breakup. So something about like having a, a person of color as a partner is like, I want to, it's just like, do it. I gotta do it for the team. <laughs> I, gotta do, I gotta do it for the team. It's, it's really funny to be in restaurants back when there were restaurants, <laughs> back when there were people in restaurants and just sort of like the other you know, half Indian, half white couples are like the same. That's just like the white dude and the Indian girl. It's like more That's the iteration. in that. Yeah, yeah. More in that iteration. And it's like, <laughs> I guess this is just, this happens and it's, <laughs> it's love. <laughs> but it's like, I wanted to be, I don't know, as if it were like this big statement to society uh-huh. and like for the culture my yeah, no. identity yeah. yeah i get it there's like this certain like especially like you know being jewish there's a certain like your parents inject a destiny into you when you are growing yeah. up mm-hmm. and they they and then you have to like your uh antibodies have to fight off this destiny <laughs> that they've injected into you right it's amazing that's to fight yes. off so, and sometimes you're not susceptible. You, you sometimes you're too susceptible, and you yeah. just fall into the death. You fall into it, yeah. and you have a a Jewish wife and three <laughs> Jewish kids, and you go to synagogue every week, and it's yeah. fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I'm not saying that's right. that's bad, but I'm like, if I didn't want that, and I like, mm-hmm. I, I fought against it for a while, and eventually my immune system <laughs> eradicated the destiny. <laughs> but like you They're said, strong. you fought against it, but like you didn't. I'm the only lover of color you had. Yes, but, but that mm-hmm. wasn't like I. But you mean just non-Jews? So meaning just like other women who weren't Jewish? Yes. I, I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. Symbolism doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> like the symbolism of like anything in the world. What do you mean? I need you to give me a specific example. Walk Sudita and I through like, it. Because I'm trying to d- d- the, the difference yeah. between like someone who says like I'm just watching you guys. I'm <laughs> loving this. I'm loving this Zoom show. <laughs> There's a difference between someone who's like, well, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. And Mm -hmm, someone who, like, genuinely doesn't understand. And I I don't think I genuinely (laughs) understand. No, you do understand. You know. But not an emotional. I I understand on an intellectual level, but not on an emotional level, if that makes any sense. No, it doesn't. What are you telling (laughs) me right now? (laughs) What are you telling me right now? Tell us more. I, I, I want to understand. <laughs> I know, me so too. So bad. Because like, you're so smart, and I like I know what you're... You've got to be onto something, but I don't know <laughs> what... you got to be onto something. Yeah, like when you say... I mean, like, I didn't... Like, it wasn't... Like, there was... There were no... Uh, I've never had a lover of color before. Uh-huh. It, it has nothing to do... With, it has to do with, like, who was around me. And, like, there, there were... Mm-hmm. In grad school, there were black women I was attracted to. So it wasn't like that. It was just that, like... It never, the opportunity wasn't there before, right? right? And, mm-hmm. and then you appeared in front of me. And You're I'm welcome. like, I love this woman. Thank you, UCB. Right? <laughs> I, find, <laughs> I didn't love you instantly, but I mean, I find this woman very attractive. Okay. Very <laughs> Engaging, sure, sure. charismatic. <laughs> a match. But like in, in a certain sense that like, 
my blackness did not factor into your attraction in the sense of what does this mean? Right. Okay. Because mm-hmm. the there meaning, the there meaning, I, mm-hmm. di- I didn't understand the meaning of it, and I intellectually understand the meaning, but of course. emotionally, I can't. Yeah. I don't know what it is about me. It's okay, honey. It's what I love about you. You're very delicate. Um, yes, it's I mean weird that's well, that's that interesting delicate. because so much of like our psychology and love and like how we see ourselves in our partner's eyes, like it does depend on that emotional kind of intelligence, both, both like, you know, your intellectual, just like the way you process it intellectually and also emotionally. And it's like, like right now, for instance, my poor white husband is getting like my, exercised demon in this time of like Mm. patriarchy and like (laughs) capitalism and like what it's like to be brown in this world and like he as a symbol as a white man is like really taking on a lot of my emotional Mm. like experience right Mm -hmm. now and I mean I couldn't be more grateful for for him and for like this whole just like learning about myself and for what it's doing, learning about him. And it, I like, if we, if I had a, I don't know if I had a brown husband, I don't, it's not even like a, what if I'm so happy right, right, right. I'm in love, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be a different, it would just be such a different uh, conversation or a different feeling. Right, of course. And it is like, it's so intertwined that it's interesting. You have any separation with that. I know what you mean. It's like, well, like last night, for instance, Andy and I, we were watching I'll Be Gone in the Dark, and it was like the last <gasps> episode. And I'm it was too like, scared. And I was sobbing. Like, I was so mm-hmm. upset because what I was feeling was like this rage because it was about how, like, this man who ruined so many people's lives through rape and murder and burglary, he lived a suburban, comfortable life till he was about, what, 70 fucking seven. Mm-hmm. And as I'm seeing that, and I am sobbing over, as this is happening, right, unrelated, meaning not connected in the story or what I was watching, I am, like, sobbing over, like, George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, and I'm like, why mm-hmm. does this person get to live to be 70-something mm-hmm. and, like, meaning comfortable before he's even caught? And then mm-hmm. literally just was like, uh-huh, I did it, because at fucking 77, you know what I mean? Like, he's probably in jail right. for two years before he croaks and like but then these people died and that is literally the emotion like i was on an emotional journey during right, fucking i'll be right. gone in the dark and andy yes. at one point he just like gets up and he gets me a tissue and he just like he's like and doesn't say a word like gives me a rub you know what i mean like it was like but it was this feeling i was like i'm sorry because i felt like he could not understand or like to him it must have looked crazy what i was doing because you don't have that like like a yeah, psychological relationship to like basic things happening in well, the world. <laughs> and not that you don't empathize or yeah, don't yeah, yeah. care, but right. it's, it is like that visceral yeah. feeling is, yeah, it's hard yeah. to communicate. And like, yeah, yeah, I don't, you probably don't think that she looked like a crazy person. Though. No, no, you no. Get it, it. Again, it's this thing where I intellectually but, understand this stuff. Yeah. And I empathize, right? I, 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 I do, but I can't, for whatever reason, I don't know if it, if it is just like being raised male in the society that kind of like deadens that stuff. If it is just like mm. some, some Pennsylvania repression or yeah, or some bits of just your, like your my, classic Pennsylvania, <laughs> Pennsy, right. My Pennsy neurology, repression. 
<laughs> the pretzels do it. Yeah. Yeah. The pretzels dead in your heart. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Or some combination of all this stuff yeah. that yeah, just yeah, yeah. where like, uh, again, like injustice uh, um, moved me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like injustice, like, there, you know, it, it uh, I feel the anger and frustration in my heart from seeing injustice. Right. But the symbolism, like if you if if you knock down the Statue of Liberty tomorrow, I would be like, oh, that sucks. Right. Right. right but right, I right. but I wouldn't feel. But if you like punched a person, a homeless person, I would get enraged. Does that right. make sense? Well, kind of the fact versus the like the actual act versus like the representation of a concept. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Actual actual people getting hurt uh, moves me. Correct. In the way that like symbolism doesn't. Correct. Sure. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But did you? I don't want to. No. Go Go ahead, ahead. my darling. Please. (laughs) Well, I just this is so interesting, and I feel like I can relate so much, but I don't want to put you on the spot. No, you must turn the tables on the host. Well, yeah, as like an interracial couple is it is there a com or is this conversation it's not new but is it like um as day-to-day i guess as i mean i like the new everything is sort of invoking this it could yeah. Um, <laughs> invoke yeah. some kind of response where you're like i mean you're 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 sobbing or you're angry or you're like i don't know dead today i we i like cried the other day over Parmesan, but it was really about like my thinking that Kenny mo- gets to move through the world in a way that I will never get to, and he will how never understand. How did Parmesan how- get you there? Tell me how Parmesan <laughs> right? got I you mean, there. Right? I mean, oh my God. It was, oh my God. It led to, <laughs> it actually, like, cooking always leads to, this is the, like the quarantine. Uh, that's like the playground because we can't go outside. <laughs> we jump <laughs> on the jungle gym of cooking and then we're like, suddenly it's like this back and forth <laughs> arguments. Like it happens every now and then. It doesn't happen like yeah. all the time, but it's like a, it's a way, it's a very specific way into like these emotional, uh-huh. psychological feelings. Um, I think the something about the Parmesan led us to something earlier that day about like him crossing a crosswalk without me and it like then I did this really weird uh indirect thing and I, I went like walked I backtracked and he didn't understand why I did like I did that and then it kind of made him feel like a dick because I was we were carrying things and then he was just the guy who like left his yeah. partner behind with a bunch of shit and then I was like <laughs> sort of like walking around looking around and it wasn't I wasn't even that affected by it but he sort of was and and he didn't like understand why I made this weird complicated choice of like going back to the crosswalk and waiting (laughs) for the traffic and he was like it's not a big deal but like why did like why did you do that that was such like a weird backtrack kind of thing and it that led to you don't understand how many like indirect pathways I have to take as a person to like navigate in this world. You get right. to make you a just straight walk, line. You just walk blindly, <laughs> Mr. Magoo. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, this is all no. very personal. I hope he doesn't <laughs> divorce me, but it was just like, what, what is happening? What is right, happening? Right. And it's, I, 
and I am afraid to, I'm like afraid of myself. And when I say things like that, cause it is, it's not him. It is, it is a, more than him. Right. It's like this right. symbolism and, and like what, like my survival hard wiring, some of it is like responding to of this, like, ah, yeah. beautiful white man with blue eyes. <laughs> What what are you doing to me? What is my place in relation to yours? What yeah. is my existence in relationship to yours? And it's like he gets unfortunately, I mean, he'll 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 just get a lot of that way more lately than Well, of course, exactly. In quarantine. Time, but exactly. I think that's been is the thing. This, it's tough. Go ahead. No, it's like really cuz like I think the thing is when you're saying like how often is this happening? It's really hard in that I feel like I have to accept you know, I get upset about things and certainly, yes, in general, I am a more emotional person and I'm going to like, you know, show my feelings. More Same. Handy. But it's mm. also like this stuff hurts. It feels so much more personal to me mm-hmm. than it mm-hmm. feels to him. And I have to accept, you know, that feeling like whenever you're kind of like ups- having a big emotion and the person with you is like, what? You know, good or mm-hmm. bad. Like when they just kind of, and, yeah. so, and sometimes it, it is uh, frustrating, but I have to stop myself. And like, I will in those moments be like, you, if I will think. You don't understand, but it's like he under. There's a difference between understand, understanding, and um, sympathizing and empathizing, and like it bringing you to tears. And I have to accept that, like, yeah, it's not gonna hit him. It doesn't hit him the same way. It doesn't hit Andy the same way it hits me. And I have to just like that. I have to accept that. Like that's kind of the choice you make when you take a white lover. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to, and, but it's hard at times, right? And especially I think now, right? In other times, I would like go talk to someone else about it. But he is the yeah. only person I'm really talking to. And I was even like, yeah. whenever, and it's funny, because like whenever we have these episodes where I'm talking to a brown woman, I tend to dominate the conversation. And Andy's like patiently silent because he knows that like Aww. I need this on an emotional level. Like, <laughs> also, well, also, I believe it. you know, at DSA, we do progressive stack. Yes, tell us about and the stack. And so, the uh, people uh, who have uh, traditionally not have not had a voice before get to get to dominate the conversation. But I think I've said a lot of uh, weird things. Yeah, <laughs> you've gotten your weirds in. You've gotten your weirds in. Uh, but also, like, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what's weird for me: navigating this where I am obviously white but Jewish, and mm-hmm. um, it is a strange. I, I call us uh, uh, Schrodinger's cats, but K A T Z. <laughs> Because I love that. My goodness. I am living. Yes. Make that t-shirt. That's so we are, good. We are the quantum chosen. We are, because <laughs> we occupy two states of whiteness and also non-whiteness at the same time, right. depending on who's doing the observing. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're at the top of the list. <laughs> I was talking about this in therapy today. I'm just like, uh, oh, yeah, we're at the top of the list of people you want to get rid of. But also, uh-huh. I can't deny that in general, if you just, like, looked at me, especially in a major city, you just see, like, a white person. Right. right so right. it's a strange, it's a it's a weird, especially, you know, growing up knowing that, like, you're hated. Right. It's the right. same. It's, this, it's the same c- kind of, like, um, connections I have, you know, uh, with... Uh, black people and brown people and uh, other um, underrepresented groups and cultures. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Like, yes. So, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's that it's this weird kind of uh, there's this weird tension. There's an existential thing about yes. your identity that's not clear on the outside when people look at you, but it's very like very real. Yeah, and so, something you you have like me- like 
body experience with. I yes, have a somatic experience. Yes. Well, yes. no, I have all the feelings inside, but not outside. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's it is a strange. It is strange. It does. But again, I'm saying like I wonder if it was a different if you were married to a different person if it would hit them if it is there's some quirk about my biology or the way I like grew up. But th- but I would say I I do find though I there's a I don't have to explain why something is fucked up to right. you. That's different. Cause mm-hmm, I definitely mm-hmm. know and have hooked up yeah. with the white boy who needed it explained. You know right, what I mean? Right. And I remember like when I was younger, I almost like kind of liked it, meaning like I liked that they were so enthralled and educated by me. And then as I got yeah. older, I was like, I don't have to tell you this shit. You know what I mean? There's something about like yeah. fucking, you know, college up late at night and then being like, am I privileged? Yes. Like that was a fun, cute <laughs> conversation. But then when you turn 30, it's like, bitch, Google it. Google it. Yes. You know? It was like, yes. Well, but- you like don't see yourself as like a vessel. I don't know. There's like a part of that experience. I have like some experience with that when I was younger too. And it's sort of like fun to embody like, I don't know the, for me, it was like an exotic person that has Uh all of these, uh, this knowledge (laughs) of this other place. And it's like fun for a little bit. And then it's like, (laughs) well, I'm a, I guess I'm just a person. I'm just a person. Right. You should, you you should. Indian wedding. You had a gorgeous Indian wedding. And I was so mad we couldn't make it because I love nothing more than Indian weddings. The pageantry, (sighs) the quick changes. The energy. <laughs> I love yes. a quick change. I love the energy. And when I saw those pictures, I was like, God damn it. God damn it. I, I'm only going to have so many Indian wedding options we in my you. life. And, <laughs> but, you know, was that something, was that like a conversation you guys had to have where you're like, this is what I want? Or was he like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, um, it was very, he was very much down and he's um, super like open and I there's no there's not yeah. like educated yeah. like you're talking about there's not like a sort of educational exchange between us in that way he's like very open and I, I feel very aware of lots of cultures but <laughs> it was um our our parents being both very faithful so mm. him being like the spokesperson for his family he the things that he expressed were like on behalf like he knew that that would be hard for his parents, but it's okay. like what we're doing and what we want. But like coming from a, a Christian faith, a strong Christian faith, and my parents coming from like a strong Hindu faith, there, there was like no question we were not doing <laughs> uh, like a Hindu wedding to them, which is funny because Kenny and I did talk about like, what if we just did like an artist wedding near Storm King, <laughs> the sculpture park upstate, <laughs> and like had our, our own weird ritual whatever wedding would have been great but also like when am I gonna ever when am I gonna get to wear a sari and have an Indian wedding I gotta do it I gotta do it now it was so yeah it was fun to embrace um this identity for sure my my identity in a way um that really brought a lot of people in I didn't some of my best friends from um from Dixon, my hometown, who came to the wedding were like, I didn't know this side of you. Like, you were so private. I, n- I did not know how much your your faith was like a part of your identity. Mm. It wasn't like, it wasn't. I, I had a time and a place for it. Right. And then yeah, I kept right. it very 
private and in the house. I didn't want people to you come over to and see Tennessee. our altar. You have yeah. to in Dixon, We thought all you did you just... was uh, bully people and jump out of trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you ate a curry. And then they were excited. <laughs> oh, what's this? Shanna Masala? Oh, man. You did, though. You were, we were like, because you were like, oh, a vegetarian wedding. That'll be dope. <laughs> like, you're so excited. To, we were like talking about like, oh, because like, you did veggie, right? Was it a vegetarian? We did veg. Yeah, yeah oh. that was a big deal uh, for yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> it was too, it was, I think, fortunately, maybe some people just like left hungry. I don't no, know. How? How? I know. I don't know. Beef, beef burgers. Beef I don't know. They weren't there. Were there samosas? Anyway, were there? This yes, there were appetizers. <laughs> they were like the they were like little mini ones. They were yes, so cute. Yes, of course, the mini samosa. You need to save room yeah. for dinner. With like exactly, <laughs> it was yeah, it was lovely. There were no reservations in terms of like once we decided there were no, we were all in on it. Yeah. Oh my god, I live, I love. Um, why don't we take a quick break? I feel like. Cool. I feel like we have we've uh, we've drawn the picture of your emotional and romantic self. Yes. Oh my god. Sunita. Yes. And now let wow. us uh, now that we've drawn that portrait, why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and answer some <gasps> listener questions. Cool. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I'd always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out, but the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. MeUndies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, 
you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable. Contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order, plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off, plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back with Sunita Mani, ready to handle your emotional scandal. Sunita, people are coming through with their cues. Yes. And now they're going to know where you're coming from. So, Andrew, okay. would you like to begin? Sure. All right. This one, <laughs> this is a voicemail. This goes, I thought, Ooh. I thought, let's start with something Exciting. a little fun. Okay. Something Softball. a little fun. All right. Ready? Hi, Andy and Naomi. Um, I'm just doing this real quick before work because I'm still fucking livid about this. Um, to get this into... Um, just get this rolling. My brother-in-law has a car that I fucking hate. I cannot overstate how much I fucking hate this car. It is orange. It is jacked up like a monster truck. It is the worst possible thing he could have purchased for where we live because we live somewhere where there's not a shit ton of parking. He's blocking my access to get in and out from work in the mornings. Hate this car. <laughs> Truly cannot put it into words. That said... I found out last night that the reason he's decided that he needs to park his car in our already really full driveway is because our fucking neighbors have been getting in the third degree for being a brown person who's parking his car on the street 
in a neighborhood in a white liberal town that loves the virtue signal of Black Lives Matter, you know, signs in their yards, as long as those black lives or brown lives are not near them. So my instinct is to go full aggro on next door because apparently that's their favorite venue for doing this kind of shit. But I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I don't want to put him into a position where he's getting more microaggressions um, that he's subjected to. But on the flip side, not fucking okay. What the fuck? Um, because otherwise my, cho- my choice was, hey, if you see them, if they're having a problem with you, send them my way. I have no fucks to give and white privilege, and I don't care if I make old white people sad. Um, how should I handle this? I, I don't know. I know this is like a lot of weird emotional labor I'm putting on at least one person of color, but, you know, um, just really fucking mad about how shitty my neighbors have been to this kid who really did not deserve that. Anyway, yeah, you're welcome. I hope this message is something that you guys even want to talk about. And if not, that is also cool. Um, yeah, have a nice day. Thanks. Bye. Wow. I'll be honest. When I was like, oh, we'll start with a fun one, I read the, the <laughs> I read the Google transcript of the first couple lines. I'm like, oh, about a car. All right. <laughs> did, I know. I didn't did expect not it to realize, go there. Did not realize this, that we were going to jump right into one about wow. confronting uh Confronting your uh, centrist, liberal, racist, uh, white neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right, because so it very much started much. with, I was like, I was like, this car is terrible and it's in your driveway. You have to talk to him. And then yeah. it really took a turn. And I was like, well, now I don't know what you'll say. You're going to have to let that car be. Um, I know. Whose truck is it? Did she, did she say her brother's? Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. It was brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Yeah, okay. so I guess like he lives with them or stays with them or, you know, she's with her, you know, sibling and him. Who knows? Yeah. So like that's their situation. And it's like very, it's so funny because it's true. I'm looking at Andy's note. He get, It's just orange car as though that was the issue. Um, <laughs> I know. But, but I'm like, on one hand, like I fucking hate huge jacked up cars. Yes. Where people, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, honey, you are not in Fallujah. Get rid of this fucking military vehicle. Fallujah. I don't know. I just said a, I just said a word, but I was like, I hate, I hate fucking like monster trucky trucks. Yeah, like I hate them with a fiery passion. So yeah. and also like they're gas guzzlers. So I'm like, can you even like, what's the point? You're just losing money anyway. Right. Such a show. Such a show. Don't what do like. You, however, what do you think the shit is? Because she said they're giving him shit for parking on the street. Yeah, probably think that, like, maybe if the car is too big, they're like, you're taking up too much space, or yeah. you're there, and so now my son can't park when he comes over. You know how, like, well, neighbors that's their do shit? Right. Fucking pro. Here's the, this is, now, in quarantine. What? Yeah. One of Naomi's, no, no. Go one ahead. Of, one of Naomi's <laughs> um, activities is uh, looking at houses. Like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have a house someday? Oh, I just got to get out of this apartment. Yeah. And <laughs> I keep telling her LA that. houses. The suburbs that there's all that stuff in the suburbs that you don't get in the city. Like, like what do you mean? Like people being like, move your car. Like yes. nosy neighbors or, yes. or like, yeah, yeah, this kind of neighbor tension. Yeah. It is like shit for having a monster truck and street parking. And then it's like this layer of because he's a person of color. Right. And that is the, I'm assuming that this sister-in-law is white and she's like, I'll do send him my way. I will be <laughs> your like advocate on yeah, this. Yeah. Which I, I wonder what her 
interpretation. I just like wonder what they're saying. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I know. If we she, need to, like, if know she like, if she thinks it, it's like racially charged. I guess we have to believe her in the, in the form of this question. That's well, all in the we form have. Of this question, well, because again, right? Like it's both. Like this is the thing. Two things can be true. Your car can be trash, and I'm annoyed <laughs> that you're black and have a yes. car that is trash. Use it right? Like, that's the issue. Yes. Because I believe it. I fully believe it's both. Like, I bet you're like, oh, this fucking orange car. Anyway, right? Like, whoever's driving it and you just, like, see it out there. If you're, Especially, yes. as you said, right, suburban where you're like, you're ruining the neighborhood. And then, <laughs> and then like, when you see the person who comes out of the car is, like, a young, like, black dude, you're yeah. like, oh, absolutely not. This neighborhood's gone <laughs> to the dogs. You know, like, I can see that being both. And it's yeah. like, but it's like, what should she do? Like, what should she do about it? And it's like, I think unless something happens, I don't mean physically happens, but like, you know, someone really comes with words like, cause there's a difference between like the passive aggressive posting on next door and then somebody right. like coming up to him, you know what I mean? And being mm-hmm. like, you gotta get rid of your car until that happens. Then you can't, she shouldn't say a word. Right. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, cause what are you, it, it, does she, has she heard it? Because then it would be like this sort of accusation of like you are giving my brother-in-law, right? Uh, yeah. You're being discriminatory. You're giving him shit because he's he's black. Yes, his car sucks. But like, would you <laughs> putting putting your neighbor on the spot, being like, would you say this if he w- was white? Also, I just flashed back to a college party where there was one girl who would go around the party with a hand mirror and put it in front of your face and say, confront yourself. Wait, what? what? <laughs> Where did you go? Oberlin? <laughs> what is this? Emerson. Okay. Uh, I just remember it that. It was like a very uh, like aggressive artist being like, who are you? And then she'd like whip out a hand mirror <laughs> and, and like make you confront yourself. Wait, but what would you have to say? Like what would, like kind of what would satisfy her or get her to move on? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I, I was ready to be like in on the joke. I don't uh-huh. like, I, I didn't, I like didn't get it or something. It wasn't a joke, d- Sunita. It was not a joke. It was a real. I guess it wasn't. And this is like, this is dangerous sometimes, but because she was black and I am not white, I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, you know, like my, my like 18 year old, whatever was just like, we're the same, right? Not, of course not. But like, I, I was like, I'm not them go have someone else confront themselves. I, like, <laughs> it was, I, I don't, I, I think it was like an experiment. I think it was like coming from, I don't know, like an art experiment but i just imagined this caller yes 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 having a hand mirror (laughs) knocking on the neighbor's door and being like confront yourself are you asking my brother-in-law to move his car because he's black confront yourself right right it's really (laughs) just like an older suburban white couple just like looking at each other like what i'd vote for obama a third time if i could you know like that's what they'd say and then they close the door because especially because because she's saying too the caller like was like it's a liberal you know virtue like she's saying virtue signaling but you know when you i think it's harder to talk to someone who fancies themselves um accepting than it is to talk to somebody who's like yeah i hate them 
you know, in a way, because <laughs> someone who fancies themselves accepting is not like it's going to be really hard for them to think here the ways yes. in which they are actually not. Yeah, they're going to be <laughs> they're going to be angrier because their identity is built on. Oh yeah, no, we're very accepting as long as uh, every POC fits this fits a very rigid view of what we believe is acceptable right. and also right. isn't around us. That's <laughs> yeah. the other right. thing. It's real, it's real easy to be liberal when you never have to interact with somebody different. Because you're yes. like, well, sure, do whatever you want. Because you don't actually <laughs> engage with it or see Doesn't. it or have to deal with it. Right. And it's, it's like, like, it's it's surprising that there's any confrontation at all, I guess, in like yeah. a liberal-leaning suburban setting where it's like, but... Should, nobody's going to talk about it for real, though, right? <laughs> I don't oh, yeah. know. It's like it, it doesn't seem like there needs to be any. There's a lot of yeah, yeah aggression and anger inside or passive aggression. Yeah, Wait, I can't imagine like an actual confrontation happening did you grow in this up scenario. With, like, outward racism in Dixon, Tennessee. Like when you say the word Dixon, Tennessee, I just like very much think of like Dixie. Dar- <laughs> yeah, like dark times. But yeah, no, it's um. Just for the listeners, it's D I C K S O N instead of X, like yes. instead of D I X O N. It does. It's like in my mind, that's like a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> a good difference or a bad difference? It's I think a word... good one. <laughs> it's got, got the, the word, word dick, dick in it. Yeah, yeah. not D I X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Has was a... it chill? I'm sure. It was I mean, you were bullying more people, racist so. than I uh, am like aware of even okay. now that I'm like still unpacking. But I, I was there. I feel like when it was a more democratic state in general, like oh. it was, it's gotten like really, it's gotten really red. It's gotten really conservative, and I. I it has always been there, but I think there's just been more of a it like. It was like more purple. It was accepting more of differences. Yeah, like it's not a big deal. I'll be over here. You'll be over there. It's fine. <laughs> and now it's like, no, you go away. Like yeah. it, it does feel like way more intense. I mean, it, it's crazy. All of I, some of my memories, they're gonna like if I just said a few words from them, like. Uh, going out my friend's pickup truck with shotguns and shooting frogs, you would think, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what yeah, is that? That's what I what think, is going so. on? Like, that's, what ha- that's like, what was happening. <laughs> right. But I was, they, I was just, like, one of the, the people. Like, it didn't, f- I, like, wanted to be whitewashed, and I, like, let mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. be. And, like, my differences were not based in, like, it, I like allowed it to be based in like whatever they saw my differences as, and and like if I'm if I can just keep the peace, then it's then it's all good. And uh-huh. I like my my world is my world. That's fine. But I during nine eleven there there was like it was surprising to or like after nine eleven and and I was in it was in high school. Then there became like, oh you're. Oh. You're one of your brown person. Like you, your people did this. Like oh, this is, wow. this yeah. is like on you. <laughs> like oh, the Jesus the Christ. not not sorry. The, not literally like no, those yeah. words, but like that's what right. I was taking in right. a lot more as like very pointed. Right, right. Um, kind of racism, but man, it was like. 
this is it's crazy just like how much you accept too yes. that was that felt like a line obviously it was like very personal but like the racism that was happening right like in a black and white high school was like yeah this that is what happens that is what happens and <laughs> thank goodness i'm friends with like everyone it's so it's yeah. so um yeah. uh i feel like shitty about it sometimes but it is like so imbued that I didn't even recognize it and at the same time it's like there were a lot of spaces like Walmart everybody goes to Walmart you can't not go to Walmart and they're like where you see like a collective and and they're um you know it's almost like that's why shit's always going down class and race yeah like class and race aren't there as much in a way yes there should be some academic that writes a book that Walmart is the in America is the intersection of all class and race. Yes. It's where it all <laughs> yeah. intersects and all comes together. Yeah. And that's why that yeah. is the, like, to understand, if we alleviate, if we challenge the Walton family. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we it, must challenge yes. them. If we change them, we change America. Yes. Wait, yes. this is huge. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do it. This is a big deal. Andy, could you... Uh. Can you get on that thesis? I'll, yes. I'll start a DSA working group to yeah. Walmart. Uh, wait, but have you ever had to famously on this show? We yes, talked famously. before about when we uh, our first show. apartment here in L.A., uh, we had very shitty upstairs neighbors and we were just passive, mm. not even passive aggressive. We were passive, period. We just we just, just like sucked it up and dealt and like did not say anything to them. Right, right, right. We didn't say One anything. time I did. Did you remember where I was like, are you going to be playing music at 8 a.m.? All like, you know, what that loud? You know what I mean? It was like, hey, like I kind of asked him, like, what's going on? But you were mm-hmm. you were just nice about it. You weren't like passive aggressive or aggressive. You were just like, hey, please don't do that. You were just like kind of yeah. direct and nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So one time we 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 did that. Um, but in general, we kind of like we don't confront neighbors and they would have to no, do something yeah. egregious. For us to confront them. I know. You can, like, barely get out of the our fucking parking spot because this neighbor loves to park, like, at, so far back you can't see shit. And, like, in other... Like, I wish I was a person who would leave a note on a windshield. No. You know, that was like, could you move know. up? But, like, I couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't. No. So, yeah. my question, Sunita, have you ever confronted a neighbor before or felt like you should? Yeah, I was thinking as you were telling your story, I was like, oh, yeah, that something did happen to me that kind of changed my perspective on how to to deal with neighbors, I, we used to rehearse in our uh, apartment in Brooklyn. Uh, I, I've moved since like, we used to rehearse there, but there was an apartment we rehearsed in where Cocoon I live. Central Dance Team. Cocoon so this is Central dance. dance team. This is move. This is movement stomping. This is music. movement. Yes. Exactly. And yes. it was like two, it was a two bedroom. And I actually, I was living with Tally at the time. So, Eleanor just said like we I me and Tally lived there (laughs) we had to like own whatever happens in this building and we were rehearsing later than we normally do it was like after 8 p.m we're jumping around we get the we get the broom on the the ceiling from the downstairs neighbors and that had never happened before Yeah. yeah and it's it's like we can't pay for a rehearsal studio. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're just going to have to rehearse in our like non-furnitured apartment. That's yeah. like that's why that's why we have to. And it was like it felt so um disre- like 
I suddenly felt like, oh, we're really disrespectful. <laughs> I never thought of you it before. You immediately took it in, yeah. I did. And I, 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 I have to go talk to him. I have to go talk to him. We're, we, we're not going to not rehearse here. We live here. This is going to be a thing. And I mm-hmm. went downstairs immediately and oh, knocked wow. on the door yeah. and, and said, like, what did you, did you broom on the seat? You know, I just asked him, like, if it happened. Yeah. And he was an older gentleman who uh, was very, like, surprised I would, could, like, come, come I think, even yeah. come by. Yeah. And, and I just explained to him what, what we do and why we do it. And, like, we won't rehearse again this late. Like, it, we won't rehearse after 9 p.m. But we will be. <laughs> it is going general. to happen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there will be, yes. like, stumping yes. maybe once a week. But, like, I hear you. It was, it was like, the most... I, back to like innocence and naivety like I was just like oh I have to oh I have to go talk to him like what girl. if what if he <laughs> it's like it's a little bit of my dad's immigrant like like uh forwardness too like you you have to make clear terms you, you need to uh, you need to like make sure people understand you what you're saying <laughs> and like if they have a problem they're like you you, you don't want to have a problem so you like tell right. them where you're where you're at and yeah. I, I I think like handling it quickly and just sort of like ob- obviously like yeah. the most obvious route sometimes is really disarming and I wish I like I feel like that was me early on in New York and now that's sort of that's after 10 years here I'm just like now I'm more passive aggressive huh. but <laughs> if if like this caller if like w- if she witnessed it maybe there's like i don't know right then she could more yeah. of a way in yes. you need yes. a way in you need a way in there is a and fine line between ally and um what's the word i'm looking for alloy, alloy. yes alloy and alloy yes. a mixed metal i believe yes, is the is definition correct, correct. <laughs> uh, there's a fine line between like be, like aggressively taking on doing stuff that no one wants you to do right mm-hmm. taking on because right because here's the thing Ver- unless she witnesses it i'm sorry go ahead no no that's okay but i'm saying like versus like be like what does your brother-in-law want you to do well because i was gonna yes. say she can do something and it's also it's tricky right because the conversation between two white people is going to be very different than if he were to approach that person so in one way maybe mm-hmm. you can talk a little easier but i guarantee you no matter what happens, he will suffer the brunt of whatever those people feel. <laughs> That's you know so what I mean? True. Because cause they're, cause yes. they, they may look at her and be like, sorry, you know, or just be like, we didn't do anything, whatever. It'll, it'll be like less dramatic and they may just deny it. But trust me, when they see him, that's where they're going to put the attitude they didn't give her, if that makes yeah. sense. So it's like, right. unless, he de- unless he explicitly asked for it, also, maybe we just all suggest you don't, you like get rid of this shitty car, sell it on Craigslist, make some <laughs> no. money, get a what sedan, and just show your personality <laughs> in, your, in your socks. You know what I mean? Show your personality yes. in your socks and be done. Yeah. Or get maybe a fun the conversation. Pet. Yeah, get, get a, a fun dragon. what? A fun pet. pet. Oh, get a cockatiel. Pet. Yeah, or like a Komodo dragon. <laughs> yeah, that you carry around on your shoulder. Yeah, that'd be fun. Redirect so. this conversation about racially charged parking <laughs> into a. Uh, Heart to heart with your brother-in-law about expressing himself through socks or a pet. <laughs> there is like if, if if he does want you to talk to them, 
there is a world where I'm like, I wonder if like, I don't th- look again. I live in this little like fantasy world of, uh, oh, you have to have a conversation with people to start things off. <laughs> and then in reality, you start having that conversation, and they're like, get the fuck out of here. And right. Like, uh oh. Right. I want I want the the idealized world in my head to be where she goes and has a conversation with them, and they're like, oh, I'm we're really sorry. I guess that was. I guess we are kind of. I guess this is, you know, we should really examine ourselves. And yeah. I don't, I don't and, think that's... And then mow the brother-in-law for his emotional labor. Exactly. <laughs> do you guys want to do one more quick? We'll yeah. do a quickie. One more quickie. All right. Let's do a quickie. has to eat at dinner. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's where her and her husband go through their emotional journey. <laughs> You've got to have your Parmesan time. You've got to have Parm time. Parm time. Parm time. Parm time. <laughs> this comes to us uh, by email. Hi, oh, Naomi and Andy. It's a longie. Your podcast is something I heard for the first time recently, and it's such a source of calm and laughter and happiness in quarantine times. Thank you. Uh-oh. So for context... <laughs> you, know it's, you know you're getting a lot when someone's got to give you a backstory. Go ahead. So yeah. for context, my previous style of falling in love was wholeheartedly and stupidly throwing myself into drawn-out, unrequited love messes with friends. Parentheses. Uh-oh. Top tip: If you're in love with someone, don't move in with them platonically. <laughs> You'll have a front row seat to their messy dating life and develop a deeply confusing codependence. It doesn't help, girl. Anyway, I love it. Uh, anyway, I broke this pattern around a year <laughs> and a half ago, and it meant I was finally in a good place to start an actual relationship when I met my partner. I'm so glad because being in this relationship is truly the happiest I've ever been, and he's said the same. Right from the start, we've been able to speak really openly about whatever is on our minds, and it's part of what makes this work so well. The only thing is, when we do occasionally disagree on something minor to the point that it needs discussion, I freak the fuck out. Uh Uh-oh. I get guilty and apologetic and sad, and then I get so frustrated that I'm not being more assertive. I literally Mm. argue with myself about not arguing properly. (laughs) It's not that I want us to fight, especially over really small things. And I'm glad it's always pretty level-headed when we have different opinions. I just resent that I don't have my say properly, even though the only one stopping me is me. I'm not like this generally at all. I'm really outspoken. I've chatted to him about how much my reaction bothers me. And he always encourages me to say what I think and not to feel sorry or sad, which as a bi woman who's been made to feel guilty about all kinds of crap by straight men before is really important to me to have found in a partner. I can tell this apologetic side of me isn't coming from anything he's saying or doing or whatever topic we're discussing. It's coming from somewhere in me. So my question is, what the fuck? (laughs) Why can't I disagree comfortably with the most important person in my life? We talk about everything and are so comfortable with each other and disagreeing on the occasional thing is so normal, right? This is such a small issue, but this relationship is important to me and going so damn well. And this weird aversion to disagreeing is something I'm concerned might be become something of an actual problem if left to carry on. I'd love to know if you guys have any ideas, insights, or advice to help me start to get past this. Thanks for reading this long-ass email, Jay. Okay. Sunita, so, wow. I, I turn this to you first because as someone who, who has said before that they are... Uh, Guilty and shameful. Guilty and shameful. (laughs) Just repeat. Yeah, I just want to repeat that again. This is like, this is a lot. Also, it's so, I I loved the reveal of this person being bi. That was great because in my mind, I was like, this 
person's like in two places at once <laughs> and then it and then it like it, it was externalized almost it <laughs> just like as from my head to like you saying it out loud um man why are you so uncomfortable with uh disagreeing with your partner because honey i think you gotta get more comfortable with yourself i think it's like you're in if you're i have a long history with like unrequited love (laughs) also guilty (laughs) of that as well like I, i think there's like this person you are on the inside and then the like person you are on the outside in relationships and that that you just it takes a long time to just be the the one person you are. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, I think, yes, yes. I it, think that is 100% correct. <laughs> and being maybe being bi like adds another layer to that, but I, I think it's just being comfortable with yourself, honey. <laughs> there is I, – I remember when I was uh, when I was a teenager and I, my friends and I would go see a movie and I would, in my mind I would be like, that fucking sucked. But they would all love it, and so I would mm-hmm. shut up, and I would not say anything because mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I thought that having right. the same opinion meant that they would – that if I had a wrong opinion, they wouldn't like me anymore. Mm-hmm. If I had an opinion that differed from theirs. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't vocally – you know, I, I, I was not vocal about my opinion. And again, that's something like minor, like a movie. And it, right. it took me a long time. Once I became comfortable with myself – this is why I was like, Sunita, you were 100% correct – once I became comfortable with myself and right. I realized that like my opinions about like movies or like, you know, minor disagreement stuff wouldn't change. If someone disliked me because of an opinion, that's their problem. I can't control that. And hiding and my And it doesn't mean either sorry. one is right or wrong. No, right. just adding. It's like right. when you disagree in lesser numbers, like if you're in the minority as a dissenting opinion, then you feel like it's wrong, but it's, right, it's right, like right. neither is right or wrong, but it, it feels like wrong or something that <laughs> yeah. can be tied. I mean, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. You must. Inter- that's why you're here. Literally give us everything. <laughs> but I also think just to like to chime in real quick that I just feel like I think that, you know, I know what it was to be in relationships where because I wanted someone to like me, Mm-hmm. I didn't tell them, meaning romantic. So you're talking about like these friendships. I, I know romantically mm-hmm. where I would just be like, I never wanted to even say something was wrong mm-hmm. or that I was having a problem because I was convinced that that person was going to leave me. Because when they say here, like being bi, I'm used to getting a lot of shit from straight men. It seems then like you're in this, you know, you're used to normally being on the defensive or feeling guilty. Yeah. So yep. now, even with a partner who's not giving you shit, you're feeling the guilt you always feel. Like, it seems like it's a um, something you're yes. just used to, and you're falling back on that. And I think the first thing, too, part of, like, getting right with yourself is letting each relationship and each partner be their own thing. You know, yeah. you, can't, you can't have somebody pay the price for someone else's pet behavior. You know what I mean? So true. And I think yes. that is like a big part of it. Especially if you're saying this person's like, say what you want, do what you want. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. got like speak up, but also they can't, you know, when you are like having a little tiff, they can't be in there trying to like nurture you or take care of you. You have to do what you need to do. And it's like, as you, cause that's the thing is like, as you said, like it's coming from, it's coming from within you and it's upsetting you. So that means the only person who can fix it is you. No matter what your partner says, you're still going to do what you're, you're still going to be in that mode. Yeah. You know? And you're so used to, like, 
uh, I feel like I can relate. Like you're used to fixing yourself for like other people's expectations or like if, if you feel yeah. like you're, uh, there's a sense of like accommodation that I feel like I've gotten used to that I thought was a powerful thing. And I think it, mm-hmm. it can be, and it is to like absorb and take in and shape shift in, in ways to like be inclusive, but mm-hmm. it can get to a point where you feel like you're erasing yourself or your opinion or your, uh, I think like your present moment (laughs) you're sort of like thinking in so many directions uh in an argument or in a conversation or in a debate or whatever that I think there has been an overcompensation for me in some ways where then I'm like but this is what I think (laughs) I'm here and I'm saying something and it's (laughs) like you gotta find it takes a minute to find like that balance with yourself too to be like I it's okay uh, uh, be just like getting right with yourself and, and like being there for yourself and nurture that voice even when it's like shrill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, start here. The, the, I, I think this is it. Start by voicing your opinion on small things, movies, like, like mm-hmm. stuff like in, that's somewhat inconsequential. Correct. Start, it, I mean, don't purposely have a, a contrarian opinion. Right. But like, if you do start voicing that, like, I didn't like, uh, I didn't like uh, that uh, Janet Jackson song that you like. <laughs> Great example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then work up to these, to the small, the tiny, these tiny emotional things. Right. These per- these little tips that you're having. Wow. Yeah. Sunita, I feel like we really got to the bottom of a lot of things, both. Um, we really did. Personal and professional and emotional, uh, interpersonal. Uh, <laughs> we are so grateful that you came on the pod and talked to us today. Yeah, thanks, Anita. I'm so grateful to see you both and to talk with you. Thank you for wanting to have conversation with me. Oh, yeah. I listened to your latest episode this morning just to like hang out with you guys. Oh, so I was getting it. excited. It was a great one. Oh, your friend Brian. Yeah. Uh, And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.